<laughs> Welcome to The Fix. Sit down with copywriting experts Nick O'Connor and Glenn Fisher as they review, discuss and improve real-world copy sent in by you. This is The Fix. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Fix. This is part three of our attempt to solve as many copywriting challenges as we can. All of these challenges were sent in by you. Not you, the person, you, the audience, the collective. Uh, Glenn, we don't... We are only speaking to you. Yeah, I'm now, I'm just talking to you. You, you're at home watching this. Before, I was talking to, you know, you, all of you. So I'm going to just say, that is a that is an actual copy skill, which I think about a lot, especially writing an email, like, newsletter, when you write your email newsletters. I only ever speak to one person, but you also have this collective you that's there in the room yeah. behind the person. It's something really interesting to think about. You need to try and not acknowledge the fact that there's a huge audience of people yeah. potentially. Like I know lots of you will think this. It's like, no, I won't talk to you. Anyway, you instantly become A, too self-indulgent, and B, too meta, which are the two they're the two guiding principles of your entire career, Glenn. Yes. Let's get into things. Let me just enter the password of my computer. <laughs> Nick's dream. <laughs> right. Um, my name is... God's Dot. Begin. Uh, I'm at the complete beginning of this journey, just learning about copywriting and trying to work out a clear plan of what I need to do. My biggest challenge is knowing how to get started and learn the skills necessary as an absolute beginner. That's a nice, simple challenge. But of course, massive. Yeah. Would your, in fact, let me boil this down. What's your three, I'll reduce it to three things that you need to do if you are, today you've gone, right, I want to be a copywriter. How do I start being a copywriter? Okay, that's a, a hard challenge. It's hard. The first thing, first piece of advice, it, it, it's not something you can do, but something you need to acknowledge that it's really hard to become a copywriter and it takes a long time. Um, there's lots and lots of people online who want to tell you that you can... I mean, somebody wrote to me the other day and said, uh, they don't know who I am, obviously. They wrote to me and said, I've uh, helped people scale their copywriting clients to $10,000 per month without them having to lift a finger. And I thought, good on you, son. Well, the, the, obviously, come the week live or whatever. And... Um, you will be told a lot about the, the the place you can end up as a copywriter, which is a fantastic place. You can earn lots of money, have lots of creative freedom and a very cool life. However, there's a lot of hard graft. Um, I would say between three and five years, easily learning the learning the, the skills and the core skills, and then probably another five years on top of that, developing them before you get to the real end goal, where you get the getting... The going gets really good. And I don't mean that to put you off because it's a great journey to go on. But just you've also got to go on that journey. There's no other way. There's no like cheat. Yeah, it's like running a marathon. You can't there's no other way of doing it than to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta keep going. So look out. You can you can get some good luck and you can be accelerated in that. Um and get with it a couple of years But the ultimate thing is gonna take time. And and I'm I, I, I fancy with I, I connect with a lot of copywriters and I've had a lot of people, especially through the book, that's kind of universalized uh, my people who come to me. So I'll pure beginners, but then really experienced people. So I'll say it from a position of vague authority that even those who have had good luck 
and gone slightly faster and have got to a good place still realize or at least the good ones still realize oh actually this the stuff i can learn here the stuff i can go on and think not necessarily for me i'm just saying you generally yes. it will take it for it's a forever learning we're still learning all the time um, but that's just to say don't be disheartened and don't expect it to all happen at once because it's easy some people have that expectation they want to give up after six months or whatever it's going to take time so just take a deep breath and get stuck in on you know with your eyes open so that's the first thing second thing i would say is uh so like more than one thing well i'll, you know, I'll let it but it's a mindset. There is it. There First is it. of all, adjust your mindset. Yeah. Well, there's a whole industry of people that want to sell you on the idea that it's easy. Those people are liars. There's no other word for it. <laughs> that it is not easy. It is 100% worth doing. And it's a very, very worthwhile thing to dedicate your entire professional career to. But it's not easy. That's why we do it. And that's why the rewards are so good. So just keep that in mind. Second thing is, Anna, read a lot of copy bracket and analyze it so i know uh, i think you wrote about this in your book and it's a definitely a piece of advice that's out there as you get people saying write out lots of copy by hand okay by all means do that you've probably read that already i would say just try and go one step further try and write an analysis of copy so you're because because the writing copy out by hand gets the style and tone and flow into your mind but you can do it slightly brainlessly and not actually think about what's going on. I like to see copywriters who are able to break down a sales letter or a piece of copy line by line. What does each line do? So I would say every single day, take a piece of copy in the style or format or market that you want to work in and literally ask yourself, what does every single line do? Is it a piece of proof? Is it a story? Is it a setup line? Is it a subhead? Is it a claim? Is it an objection handler? Everything. And ask yourself what's going on underneath that. I really like to see copywriters doing that, analyzing copy. Because once you're able to break a piece of copy down, you are then able to build it back up again. And that's something I don't see enough of. One of the, in my book, actually, the, the way I frame the exercise as a possible, this is an easy way to do it. I think you need to go deeper, as you described, Nick. Well, we talk about the four Ps where you've got uh, yeah. promise, picture, proof, and push. So you're either painting a picture, you're either making a promise, you're either providing proof or you're pushing the reader yeah. to uh, purchase your product. Almost every line should be doing one of those things in a piece of copy. If it's not by the third line, then you've got a problem in your rambling. But if you if you at least go through a piece of copy and think in those terms, is this a picture? Is this painting a picture? Is this making a promise to me? Is this providing proof? Or is it uh, pushing me towards the sale? That will give you some basic yep. analysis. It's probably well, you can go further and you can start looking at what are the lines actually yeah. doing? Are they doing, is this a story section? Is this a uh, overcoming an objection? And go deeper, I think. It's an analytical framework. There are others. It's definitely the one I would start with. But learn to analyze copy and figure out what every part of it is doing. So that's the second thing I would say. Same thing is a really obvious thing. If you, but you will have heard me say before, if you've listened and watched The Fix every length of time, get your copy reviewed. All copywriters who have succeeded have done so by working with other writers, being mentored, being edited, working with publishers, copy chiefs, however you want to think about it. That's true whether you work in an agency, a publisher, where you work in the UK or the USA. You know, some people are self-taught, but in general, I'm yet to find somebody who is completely self-taught and 
very, very successful to, you know, by my own estimation. There are people who seem to be doing okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with it. But most of the best or no, all of the best writers I'd ever met across any industry have had some form of mentorship and uh, review and feedback process which helped them sharpen their copy. When I started, you know, the person who hired me, James Woodford, Woody, who, we, who runs the Agora business down in Australia now, he just, you know, I used to write copy and he'd usually have his hand over the document when I came into the room. And he'd sort of be nice to me for a minute and then he'd say, yeah, yeah, there's some good stuff here. But I, then he moves and there'd just be a big red light through it. And then you'd start again. And it, that, that sentence of just no, 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 no. Until eventually, you know, he'd say, this line here, I like this, develop this. Most people learn to write copy like that. So seek that out. Uh, follow-up point that is exactly why we started the fix the fix accelerator and we've now just launched the fix academy which is to provide people with that place they can go to get feedback we do it for free here at the fix we do it regularly every week live in the pick in the fix accelerator and at the fix academy we actually work with writers one-on-one we effectively copy chief and line edit their work so there's various different things that we that we do there are other places you can get that sort of uh mentorship uh, which you'll, you'll may well be aware of, but I find it very hard to believe you'll succeed without that place to go and get your work review. So I think those are three things you can do. Some they can do in your own, some things that you just need to accept in your own heart and your own soul, and other things that you need to you know go out into the world and look for. But that's how people learn in general. That's the journey deal. Yeah, perfect. Um, I, I'm not even going to add to that because it was so fucking comprehensive. So, oh man. Wow, change my password to Nick's achievements. <laughs> yeah, that out actually, so that we don't have to put a you can bleach the fuck, aren't you? <laughs> Ridiculous. The time to do this thing. If you'd like to apply for the job, this video I think. <laughs> right. Uh, so that cool. this was loads. We'll cover that stuff in the future. Yeah. There's plenty of that from me. Right. This is a longer one. Um, but I'm gonna read it because I think it all might be interesting and set a nice picture. Uh, I've been actually mulling over my biggest challenge, and it's part of the reason I joined Fix. Uh, I work in an agency. I specialize in meta-ants and emails, both flows and regular blasts. Uh, for e-commerce businesses, I'm the head of copy, uh, but it's a team of one, <laughs> just me. Uh, my challenge is that I want to get better and better at what I do, but currently the only copy feedback I get is from clients, and sometimes you trust or rate that, and sometimes you don't. Uh, I think the only way to get better is to have other people who really know their stuff in my niche to critique my writing because I know it could be better. Uh, but I'd be interested to hear um, your thoughts too. And then I'm just trying to work out. Well, no, that's a that's a, a separate email. Just on that. So you know, we stop there, and then we'll do that. I, I'm not going to go into the fix. You know, the stuff that we are. Yeah, the fix again. That is, yeah, we've always talked about that. He said, I write meta, and I assume that means Facebook. I'm sure. Um, you know, if you write Facebook ads, you're not the only person on this planet writing Facebook ads. So I think if you want feedback from other people in your niche or niche, as uh, our, American uh, our American friends uh, say, I mean, you should, I would say you should be able to sort of find your own little network there of people fellow Facebook ad writers. I mean, it might be a little bit tricky, but find places where writers hang out 
you know, whether it's on LinkedIn or Facebook, join writers groups and say, look, I've got this challenge. There will be other people in the same situation as you. And it's, you know, it can be a great way of sort of bonding with people, building a little network. Find three or four other people that seem to be having the same challenge or work in the same format as you or whatever and say, look, would everybody be free for an hour once a month to just knock some ideas around or provide a bit of feedback? Getting feedback from people who you don't work with is actually really good. Um, it's a really good way to get feedback because they've got no reason to coat your copy up. Yeah. They're dispassionate, especially if you've only sort of met them online or whatever. They've sort of got nothing at stake. That actually creates a really nice sort of baggage-free environment for somebody to just say, have you ever thought about just doing it like this? And you can think, oh, I've never thought about that. So I think yeah, you need to go out there and go actively build that network. Part of the reason I pretend to be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. No, pretend. Um, part of the reason I pretend that I'm a foolish and just like look a copy and don't bother researching it is partly because A, sometimes wouldn't you'll look at it first nick so at least we've got some kind of overall courage but it's because i've learned that the baggage that you bring if you're trying to show yourself in a marketing team in a copy team in a finger oh, oh actually yeah 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 totally missing one of four use here it's like oh shut up that's not helping me i'm not having a natural reaction to the copy and so often the natural reaction to a piece of copy is yeah i'm not really bothered about it it doesn't matter that that i know what it's trying to do I'm just not bothered about it. That's a real problem because when you send a piece of copy out into the world, be it a Facebook ad, be it an email, be it whatever, whatever, whatever form it wants to take, people are not sat there ready to critique your copy. They're just going to go, I'm interested in that, yes or no. So going out to people with as little baggage as possible, to your partner, I have a slide in the presentation I used to do, that said, show Ruth, because she does not give a crap. So she will just go, I don't get it. I don't care. What's it any good piece of copy, I know you could target an audience, target readers, they're still people, but it's still people. And any really good piece of copy will make you go, oh, I kind of, I'm quite interested in that. Like I was just saying about a book I'm reading at the moment, probably in an area that I don't really read that often. I'm not really messing with it, but because it was written in a really engaging way, I'm like, okay, I'm, yeah, I'm reading, I'm leaning in, I want to find out about it. That's how good copy, truly good copy copy that transcends and really forms other pieces of copy will react so the less you look at with actual copywriters and all that kind of stuff don't get wrong you need to do that for the technical side but it's good to get a little group of people that now, aren't there i think the underlying would be that is a solvable problem i don't need to say that in constant anyway what you need to do and now i am talking directly to the person that they write that that message um you want to find three other people who write Facebook ads and are willing to provide feedback. Okay, those people exist. There's a big market. Yes, you might have a little bit of a hard time finding exactly where they are online, but they're probably on Facebook because that's where they work. They might be at Copywriters Unite. They might be a friend of a friend or a friend of a colleague or whatever. Um, that's a solvable problem. You say, how do I build that network? And once you flip it like that, it starts to become not this big nebulous abstract problem, but actually, how do I find those people? They are out there 100%. Uh, and, you know, we have people in the, at the fix who who do this sort of thing. So that's why. And I just add as well, just as a, just as a slightly out-of-the-box um, thinking exercise, You so what, what we're looking at here, you've got other copywriters, you can join the fix, accelerate, you can do that kind of thing, you can find your little... Uh, 
your little tribe of copywriters who can help you, um, who might be in your niche or niche. Um, you can go to uh, people outside of the game, um, partners, uh, family, friends, um, who are going to give you that natural human reaction to that stuff. But a third one, I've covered it in other ways, but just I'd add it to that group. You can go to your customers and the client and the people who are reading your copy. Um, go and see the customer service team. If you're if you're head of copy, it's just you uh, in that team. Go to the other people in the team that you wouldn't necessarily normally think about. Go to the customer services, see what they're saying. Have a look around the copy and see what the feedback's coming from those outlets as well. We we just do not do that enough. Customer service agents are always a goldmine. Because they're right on the front line. They have a really difficult job. Deal with the customer when they're at their angriest, usually. Uh, they're well worth talking to. Right, there was a second part of that question. Well, I couldn't work out if it was uh, my bad editing. I think it was another email. Right, next challenge. So I'm going to... Let's... I'll do that one. And uh, if it is, do a supply one, then you'll get a double answer. But I think it's a separate one. Uh, I've been out in picture for a few months because I decided copywriting as a full-time gig wasn't filling me with glee, as I hoped it would. Uh, I'm now employed working three days a week in marketing and love being part of a team again. The other two, I do small client projects, mainly web copy in conjunction with a local designer. I've had a few personal challenges too, but primarily what was holding me back from wanting to develop my business and self as a copywriter was doing it all myself. I'm downright terrible at marketing myself, and if I could do it all again, I'd allocate some of the money I spent on my website, branding, coaching costs, etc., and pay someone to handle it all for me. The various uh, online groups I've had I've joined have all been great, but ultimately I'm a collaborative creative and need to be among good people while I work. Uh, also, I live, uh, I'm not going to say where you live. Your, your addiction on this is, is, is suffering. Yeah. Sorry. What's the challenge? That's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to read and read ahead. I believe found the perfect balance with copyright circuit and I'm remaining open to opportunities. Thank you for all you do. You see, I think that is the second part of that email. Okay. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, because there is a way of answering parts of that. One, that's, that's a, if your goal was to do X, and it, X didn't work out, and you're much happier doing Y, that's a win. You've learned something about yourself and you, you're happy. Yeah. Um, two, you don't have to go it alone. If you're a very collaborative person, you like working with other people, you like being part of a team, then maybe when you go it alone and you start your own agency or you know you start your own freelance thing, it might be as part of a collective. You know, there, there's a there's a, there's it doesn't have to be an agency. It can be a, a group of people that go it alone together. Yeah, you don't have to say I'm going to you know start my start off on my own and have my own website and all those things. Yeah. If you're a collaborative person, then collaborate. It's fantastic. We're increasingly seeing that. Uh, I won't name names, but actually I can name. Uh, Nitz and Andrew, uh, Andy and um, Ben Hampson and uh, Martin, Camera's surname, Williams, um, started. They were three independent copywriters uh, working in tangent here in Manchester, actually. I think Andy might be coming for food tonight. Um, but they all, they actually, we can pool our resources. We can therefore present as a bigger agency, get bigger clients and all that kind of stuff. But more so, I know Andrew wouldn't admit to this, but it was the collaborative aspect and they could draw off each other's strengths yep. and all that kind of stuff. So uh, it is definitely worth it. And I know a few other copywriters, big names who people know are, are looking to work together. Well, we had a conversation earlier about another business that we were oh, that we're involved 
with and we were okay we were having a conversation about a, a copywriter who might want to be involved and we were discussing whether or not they'd want to go it alone or be a part of something and both of those are perfectly valid options it depends what you want and what you like and i would say if you've realized that you know you love being part of a team you love collaborating then that's great your plan should have that at its heart and really it becomes a question of who do i collaborate with not do I collaborate or not? That's a different challenge. Well, did you manage to find a challenge in what was not a challenge? I saw a challenge and I answered the challenge. So, by the way, this is this email. Actually, there's a precise challenge at the end. Go for it. It was a big preamble before it. And I'd just like to say, whilst you can see my face, please do that. I'd love to get all yeah, these emails. It's get good. The detail. But I'm going to skip it just because I read half an email. that I didn't need to read that. But, um, this goes down to the precise challenge. Choosing the right framework for a product, brand, or service. And, it, and to the right, it says uh, PAS, FAB. This will give you clues to where you're going. AIDA, so AIDA, you probably heard of. And the four Ps, whether it's our four Ps, there is another four Ps. Yeah. So we have all of these systems, you know, like the yeah. four Ps, the four Us, having a section, all this kind of stuff. It says, how do you think about which copywriting techniques to use for each project? And I'll, I'll expand that over because it's, yeah. this is a touch point more for me. These things we use, we refer to the four U's, we refer to the four P's. We also have a love hate relationship with these systems. People say, oh yeah, I've been trading, uh, yeah, I know all that. What's your take on systems generally? Yeah. Where's the good you can draw from them? Where's the bad? I'm not happy. <laughs> um, not happy. No, it's the wrong way of thinking about things um, to say, what technique or framework do I select? Yep. No, I don't. I don't think you should do. I don't think you should start like that. I think they're like tools in your toolkit, but you 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 don't start with a spanner and just say, "I'll use the spanner this time." You say, "Well, what is it we wanted? Well, they wanted a creme brulee. We've well, got a fucking spanner in your hand now." Like. <laughs> Sorry, I've become very foul-mouthed in this episode. I think it's because we're in person. It's still not getting edited out. Um, All I can see, by the way, is I've been reading about Julian Assange, and it just feels very insane. Yeah. <laughs> <They're not laughs> right. What's that? Oh, it was Lady Gaga. Anyway, right, right. So, no, I don't think that's the right way of starting a project. You don't select one. You have to come up with an idea first, and that's a much more nebulous thing. Of all of the things, I think... P and it's PAS presumably is problem agitate solution presumably you know again not something that I would ever say oh select this one pineapple pineapple over overage yeah it's what? just the wrong way it 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 starts with the idea the completely false idea that there are sort of copywriting secrets and secrets well, I, would, I would argue that it doesn't start with the idea at all no. it it, um, it it constrains you into a frame. You, you, so what is it? R-A-A-D-A. A-I-D-A is something like attention, interest, desire. This is all bullshit. I don't, I don't know who is teaching people to write copy like that. That's not how you do it. Okay. It's maybe how you teach a marketing. That's, it's not true. That's not how you write copy at all. It's not how you do it. It's true, kids. It's true. It's, it's, it's all. It's a lie to say that that's where you start. You start with your product and your prospect. You think about the problems that your prospect has and how your product might seek to solve those problems. And you you think about those two things and then you try to come up with an idea that takes, you know, 
presents your product in that way or talks about that problem that the reader has in that and then presents a solution. That's why, that's why I sort of referenced the problem agitate solution because of all of the things, if I was completely stuck, I might say, let's start by writing to the reader about the problem they have, just because it would start you off talking to a customer about an emotional problem. Not because the te technique or the framework works, but because, okay, I, I at least know you're thinking about a problem and how, how you can agitate that, I suppose you are in the right space to come up with a copywriting idea. But the whole first process is much more nebulous than that. You've got to go through that work, you've got to do a bit of research and a bit of thinking and come up with an idea, an idea that solves that challenge between product and prospect and whatever we're talking about there, an idea that is in that space. And then you can go to the toolkit and say, might we use the four U's to sharpen this headline? It, can we restructure this lead using the four P's? Can we, I don't know what the AI DA one is. Can we rub that on it somehow? So for, for If only for appearances sake. Um, oh no, you're talking about the rub one. That's the Olivia one. We did. But you use those, it's like, they're like the chisel that you make the sculpture with. You've got to, you've got to lay out the, the raw slab of marble first, you know, and you start to shape it with the... No, I mean... But is there a slab that is No, but isn't when like Raphael or Michelangelo would describe that slab, they can already see the idea of what yeah. the David would look like. And then it's just using these things to chip away. But you have to be able to see that. They are tools. Even techniques is really the wrong word. They are not things you can start with. The idea comes from somewhere else and it talks to the customer and it talks about the product somehow. But yes, that's nebulous, but that's the whole point. It's hard to do. They are things that you bring to bear afterwards. They are things you can do to shape and, and, and tighten and strengthen your work, but you don't need to start with them. And I think I, I, this isn't a criticism of the person that sent the question, but the very uh, the conceit of the question suggests that person has been given some advice that that to me is 100% wrong it starts in completely the wrong place it really annoys me that people go out there and talk about this stuff the secret to writing good copy is the four p's no it's not that's not true but if you do want to know the answer um any product that's uh priced lower than 10 pounds you use the four p's uh 10 pounds 50 pounds you use ada um problem and take solution that's for products uh beginning with why um, that's again not in it's a trend for you. Neither use those as tools at best. Yeah. And oh, I have three works for reviewing your. Yeah, I was going to say, like, four U's that we kind of lean on, four P's, they for me are kind of, right, I've done all the work, I've gone to the product, I've gone to the person, I've got this all happening and it's all been done in my head and whatever. Oh, but that's still not right there. Yeah. What am I missing? Um, is, is it urgent? Yeah. Is it useful? Is it ultra specific? Is it unique? If it, one of those is missing, all right, cool. But if I just said, Nick, come up with something that's useful, well, but, uh, it just doesn't. The Ada one, where it's like, okay, start with attention. I mean, how does that even help? You know, I think the four U's making a headline more specific or more urgent or more unique or whatever the other one is. I forget how I was forget. Uh, those were three of the four U's. Urchins. Uh, yeah, because it got a street in a train. 
you know, that can help. But how do you make something more attention grabbing? Yeah. Do you put more exclamation marks? Don't. Yeah. Don't think about it like that. Don't listen to anybody that presents the idea of copywriting that the journey you go on to come up with a piece of copy does not start with those things. Those come, things come in much, much later. Anyone that pretends otherwise run a million miles away from them. They don't know what they're talking about. Please write to us to tell us that you are telling people. Yeah, you can you can come challenge you head on. You can come on the show and we will take a look at your copy on screen and you can tell us quickly to end this episode. You just need to run a snatch like them. Right. We will offer it out as a thing, not as a fight. No, no, but in genuine seriousness, I want to get to a, a place where us copywriters, us all sat here in this room, and those you watching at home and all those people behind me, where we can talk about Oman. I'd love to like get someone who really believes in Ada come on the show and tell us why are you telling people to follow this because we might be missing something. In brackets, we're not, but we might be, I, and we're, we're happy to. I would suggest that that just really cuts into the core of the, the, the industry-wide problem. Hello. Um, so, wait there, let me read. Which, which one I do? I don't really know. We we ended that episode. <laughs> this is fine. There's no one's going to listen to it. With, with absolute vitriol, and the, and it, but it, the camera cut out as we did, so we don't know how much we got. We literally don't know. It might edit out fine. It might not. But this is us ending it by going, goodbye, everyone. Good night. Uh, we'll see you again soon. Um, see you for another episode of The Fix. Bye, night. Love you. Love you. If you enjoy The Fix and want to get access to even more good stuff, join The Fix Accelerator today. Get access to special masterclasses from Nick and me, watch expert interviews with industry legends, join live copy feedback sessions every week, and get connected to our very own private copy network. Visit thefixaccelerator.com for more information.